everybody. Welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. Will the recent plummet in Treasury yields be validated? You know, without a doubt, one of the more noteworthy developments in the financial markets of late, let's call it the last four or five weeks, has been the plunge in U.S. Treasury yields. You know, only a month or so ago, investors were looking at either 5% yield levels or close to it along most of the Treasury market maturity spectrum. In fact, some prognosticators were even mentioning that a 6% 10-year Treasury yield shouldn't be ruled out. So the natural question to ask is, well, what happened in such a short period of time? So Warner Wolf, for those of you who may remember, used to always say, let's go to the videotape and let's go there for some uh, perspective. And what we find out is that the 10-year Treasury yield has now essentially reversed the entire increase it experienced in September and October. So just what did that entail exactly? Well, a move of roughly 80 basis points, first to the upside, now to the downside. Think about that, 160 basis point movement in the 10-year. And remember how I talked about volatility in the bond market last week? Doesn't get more volatile than that in bond land. So typically, a reversal in yield of that magnitude, the one we're discussing right here, especially in such a relatively short period of time, it requires a sea change in some key ingredients, such as the economy, inflation, and or monetary policy. So the pace of economic growth does appear to be slowing from the third quarter's rather robust reading of 5.2%, plus 5.2%, obviously. But based upon the St. Louis Fed GDP now, cast estimate, it looks like real GDP for Q4 could still be coming in just under 2%, which isn't too far removed from the first six months of this year. And with respect to inflation, progress continues to be made on this front as well. But the most recent annualized reading for the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, the core PCE price index, still came in at plus 3.5% visibly above the Fed's 2% target. So that leaves us with the monetary policy quotient. And no doubt, this is where the outlook has shifted dramatically. <clears throat> the money and bond markets have now moved up the time frame for the first Fed rate cut and increased the cumulative amount of expected decrease for the Fed funds trading range for 2024. To give you some perspective, March of next year is now being viewed as the beginning of the rate cut cycle versus June or July, say, four, five weeks ago. And in addition, the implied probability for Fed funds futures has now priced in five to six rate cuts for next year. It's a total of about 125, 150 basis points. Let's go back as recently as October 31st. Expectations were geared towards three rate cuts worth only about 75 basis points in total. So arguably, you know, you can make the case that the Treasury market has already priced in a lot of good news. And in order to maintain yields at their current levels or move even lower, validation will be necessary. And what does that mean? Well, economic and labor market data need to reveal a visible slowing in growth and inflation has to continue to show signs of further cooling. And these two forces are going to be necessary for the Fed to begin their forward guidance towards rate cuts, let alone actually lowering the Fed fund rate. And in my opinion, 
the money and bond market's newfound optimistic monetary policy outlook may be ripe for some disappointment. So I'm going to end it there. Get ready for a what could be a very interesting way to end the year here in the month of December. Could be a little bit of a roller coaster ride in the Treasury market. But have a great rest of the week, everybody, and be well.